How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law, Thomas McCoy, and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Welcome back, everybody. Happy 2022. Let's make this, as Mark Stiles says, a happier new year. We also have something very special that's happening in a few days from now. It's the 50th anniversary. People may already begin to know what it is. But, Tom, I wonder whether you could introduce our guest for tonight who will explore this remarkable half-century anniversary. Well, born at a young age in England, I actually had to look this up to confirm. He wasn't even one year old when he was born. That's crazy. (laughs) But in, uh, in jolly old England, he studied law, music, and TV direction and production before moving to Massachusetts to work at WGBH in Boston where he was the executive producer for both Masterpiece Theater and his own creation, the 1972 hit series, Zoom. Welcome, Zoom Papa, Christopher Sarson. Yes. Thank you. Yay! Hello, Christopher. I'm so glad to have you here, all the way from New Zealand, I might add, where it's Friday, which still freaks me out. Um, Welcome. Tom, who's next on our hit list here? Hitless, okay. From humble oh, sorry, beginnings sorry, sorry. as a puppeteer in a traveling street theater, he auditioned and was cast in the very first season of Zoom in 1972. He's been working in the arts ever since, with his films and musical endeavors being seen from Rome to Los Angeles. Hello, Tommy White. Hello, Tommy! Hello, everybody, and thanks thanks for having me here. Uh, it is great. It's so good to see you. I tell you, remember this, guys, 50 years ago, we were all hanging out, 40 for some, 40 for who? Who's the next person? Well, Dr. Joe, a Boston-born veteran of both Zoom and the U.S. Air Force, with a service record spanning nearly 30 years. He has a wife and two children and lives in Southeast Virginia. Welcome back to the Dr. Joe Show, Kenny Pyers. into this. Christopher Sarson, first, you are our Zoom papa. How, how did you come up with this idea? Why Zoom? Well, first of all, I love children. 
and um, I love them as people and I deeply believe that uh, they are people with minds of their own and if you can get inside their minds they have wonderful things to tell you and um, I have two children of my own and in those days they were I think seven and eight and um, what triggered Zoom was them going into a birthday party and the birthday party was full of other seven and eight year olds who were having a good time and they were talking to each other and you know that kind of thing and they were kind mm-hmm. of walking and that and um, that was a nice essence of humanity working together yeah. and that appealed to me and I thought how do we get this on uh, to television because I was working as uh, Uh, Tom said, um, on Masterpiece Theatre and other things uh, in those days. And the most important thing that was happening when my kids went to this room of uh, children who were already there was that they were saying, if not verbally, they were saying in their body language, I'd like to be your friend, but I don't want you to laugh at me. I am happy to tell you about myself. I'd like you to, to, how do, how do we go about this? And it was that, how do we go about this that really appealed to me? And uh, so that's what we tried to do um, on Zoom. We got seven kiddos, three of whom are right here, kiddos. And um, uh, we, we sort of put it together. And people have asked a lot about you know were they actors were they um were they talented in working on the stage and actually you were just kids the, a lot of you were just kids um joe and uh, tom actually uh, excuse me tommy um had had stage experience and uh, uh, that that was useful but it wasn't interesting in terms of who we picked we picked kids who had imagination mm. and uh, here are three of you talk about yourselves yeah. <clears throat> yeah amazing amazing it is amazing isn't it I mean it is it is because we're still hey we're still here thank thank goodness and we're still we still got zoom papa and we still got us as brothers and sisters, uh, you know, that are out there, the 21 of us that are, you know, so it's, wow. I think we have Chris to thank for a lot of us being yeah. together over these years. And yeah. it, because as Edie pointed out to me once, how come we get along so well? We never really work together. But Chris, you picked people that were outgoing and could get along with each other. It's extraordinary. Yeah. I didn't know that when we put the first cast together. But what what was really impressive when, as soon as the show went on the air nationally, we began to get phone calls. Uh, we'd like to be on Zoom. How do we get to be on Zoom? So we had to have auditions. And every single year from that day until I left three years later, and indeed for the first six years, um, they had... Uh, we had to audition a thousand kids a year. One of the criteria was that they lived within a 15 minute car ride from the GBH studios. A thousand kids. 
And how could we audition so many? Well, we got them in groups of 15. And they came into uh, the studio and Newt Whalen, the gorgeous music director of the show, who incidentally wrote that, um, we're going to zoom, 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 that we just sang. And Billy Wilson, the choreographer, wonderful choreographer. Mm -hmm. You, um, Kenny, worked with him in uh, uh, the... Did you? Yeah, you you worked with Yeah, them. yeah. Emma Lewis School of Fine Arts. Emma yeah. Lewis School. Uh, mm-hmm. they were Ballet. They were instrumental in in what we were trying to do. And um, the three of us uh, got the 15 kids in a circle uh, after we'd sung the Zoom song, of course, because all the kids knew the Zoom song who were auditioning. And uh, we got them in a circle and I started with a ball. And it was you know, ball that size, and I threw it to Kenny, and Kenny had an option when well, Kenny threw it to Tommy, and Tommy threw it to Joe, and eventually I got it again. I shrunk the ball. So this this is an abstract ball. This is an improvised ball. Oh yeah, this isn't a, a real ball, right? Not a real ball. Well, right. it was a real ball as a ball, and then I put it down and uh, shrunk. Shrunk it down. Shrunk it down and flipped it to Kenny. Kenny had a choice. He could either sort of catatonically sort of say, yeah, or he could um, sort of, we had a big ball and he could get the big ball and throw it to Tommy. Or he could do what we were looking for, which was take the little ball and flick it to Tommy. That's imagination. That's knowing how to process What's going I have on? no idea about that. Yeah. I don't even yeah. remember that. No, we God. were just playing. You didn't know it because you right. were the first cast. But in, so, when, when we were auditioning for the second cast, um, everybody knew the role they wanted to play. Some of them wanted to play Joe. Some of them wanted to play Kenny. Some of them wanted to play Tommy. So they kind of, you know, went into those roles. And I want people to know that the reason we're doing this now is because the 50th anniversary is actually this Sunday. So Sunday, January 9th. At 7 o'clock at night on GBH, they are going to be rebroadcasting the very first show of Zoom. And what I want you to know... The very first national. The first national show, right. Because there was a pilot, which was just local, uh, a little before that, right? Like sometime in... in September, maybe? September or something. September. But I want people to know, you may be listening to the podcast right now, um... The show will be available live streamed on GBH. We will have that link posted on the Dr. Joe Show Facebook page, uh, and and we were going to have it wherever we can put it. But if you if you don't see it on Sunday, it will be there for you to see. And what I would encourage people to do is not only watch it, but write write to us here at the Dr. Joe Show. Write, write to us and tell us some of your thoughts. Zoom, you know, one of the lyrics was, who are you? What do you do? Let's hear from you. How are you? We, we need you. And we do need you. Tom, you got another quote somebody sent in to us? That's right. Michael Torno says, I was a child throughout the 70s, and one reason it was such a satisfying experience was Zoom. May I ask why Mr. Sarson left after the third season? <laughs> yes, you the may. Hard questions. Christopher? Can I answer it, Joe? Please. Um, I was running Masterpiece Theatre. I was running uh, Zoom. 
it was, uh, shall we say, a little busy in my life. And I needed a break, quite honestly. And uh, we did an extensive search for my successor. And we found a guy who Jim Cr uh, called Jim Crum, who for some reason only lasted a year. I don't know why he left, but um, I left to uh, sort of recoup from uh, uh, four pretty hectic years at, uh, at GBH. Uh, I have Just something to add uh, to, to Christopher's statement that I found uh, when I was doing some research about uh, Zoom. Uh -oh. And Chris, what you said was, at, when you left the show, is that you thought that Zoom could last for another 50 years. And I see that you are definitely correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. My, yeah. my concept of Zoom would be that we were, it was originally, um, a pilot, one of the pilots that I did was called Zoom In, Zoom Out. And the concept was that we were Zooming into kids' personalities and we were Zooming out into the community that they lived in. So it was a give and take, what, is, what are kids doing in their lives? And my concept and hope was that we would do just as uh, uh, Tommy said, we would be able to do that for the next 50 years, that yeah. we could take, or not me, but the other producers could take that concept and put the kids of that age into uh, context and um, develop the uh, personality. And in fact, Kate uh, Taylor, who was one of the assistants on uh, our show originally, she uh, did a resume. She did a, um, a uh, uh, well, reboot. It? it was it was a repeat of Zoom in what 1999. 90s, right. That was actually one of my earliest memories was really? waking up on a couch after a nap and Zoom was on. Yeah, that, that was the reason. Our, our, uh, our in-studio producer, the ATD, Larry Nelson, uh, wants to chime in. Larry, what, well, what you got? Well, I am 50, so I saw the show, I think, in reruns because one day, you, Joe, you said that you were on Zoom, and I think I started to sing the theme song. Yeah, you did. And I always wanted to be on the show. But if, but my mother was like, no, that's no, we're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. But it always looked like it was so much fun. It looked like everybody was having fun. But the the programs that were on PBS at that time, you had Sesame Street, the Electric Company, Morgan Freeman, yeah. right? And you had uh, Zoom. I think there was another one in there too. And don't forget, don't, don't forget Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers too. Rogers. And you, what, Rogers. Yeah. You, what what I found is being being a a white kid. On the South Shore, um, because there wasn't a lot of diversity in Marshall as a kid, I saw kids from all, all different walks of life, and oh I was introduced to that. So going forward in my life, I, I met people who looked like the people on Zoom. I met older people who, you know, I wanted to, I, I still to this day, I'd love to meet Morgan Freeman. I mean, he's just a great guy. Ah. But Zoom was a show that, um, you know, when it was gone, I was, I was sad to see it go. I always wanted those shirts, though, those shirts, those polo shirts. And I, yeah. I told Joe that not uh, too long ago, and I, I still have a few that look like that. I got the the, the red and white one. Mm -hmm. I bought that a few years ago. And people just look at me funny, and I said, hey, it's time to Zoom. <laughs> you know? And they didn't know what I was talking about, but some did. But, uh, yeah, I, I got a kick out of the show and the diversity that was on the show that just introduced me to 
uh, people I didn't see every day. You know, just being a white kid down here on the South Shore, didn't see everybody from all the different walks of life. And it was just, it was refreshing because they grew up with these uh, these little ads in between the cartoons that would tell you, you know, we're in a melting pot. And we all did. You remember that one, the melting pot? Everybody's jumping in from all different cultures and stuff. I just wish we'd get that feel back again, you know, mm-hmm. that we're all. No, that's, that's wokeness. We can't have that. No, but I mean, we, <laughs> we, you know, we're all here, you know, and you guys all, everybody seemed to be happy. And uh, getting along, and it was just uh, it was just a great show to watch. I was sad to see it go. I, I think I was so little, though. I think uh, when I started seeing some of those shows, I must have been about three or four, and I think they ended it somewhere around 75 or 76. 76. That's, that's yeah. my uh, recollection of, of it. And I did see some of the, the, the reboot when it came out. Can I speak to that for just a minute? Sure, Kenny. Um, and what you just said is um, it's spot on because when we were brought on to the show and were hired and I didn't even like Tommy. I don't know why I threw the ball to him, but anyway. <laughs> but we, we, we were like innocent and kids and we didn't have, we weren't as young as the toddlers and, you know, two and three year olds that don't see color. You just see another kid. But that's what we saw at that point, which is why, and that was, you know, 70s, okay? So it was like, yeah, that was just like kind of unnatural for what we were doing. But uh, but, uh, Zoom Papa, uh, I don't know, he just had a vision and then it came together. And then we mixed, you know, as people. And that's it. Not just, you know, oh, okay, here's, okay, here's this, here's this person, here's that person. They're not like me. And we just mixed. And I, I, to this day, I don't even know why. Maybe Joe or Tommy could go, you know, we, but that's what we did. That's what we did. Tommy, what do do you think about that? What what Kenny was just saying. Okay. So um, one, one great thing that happened during the um, audition stage was um, we had to sing show tunes, and I think I remember them holding up big boards with the with the uh, show tune words and stuff like that. But Kenny, you <laughs> did something different that I'll never forget to this day. You sang "Young, Gifted, and Black" a cappella, and you just blew us away. And I knew right then that this was going to be something very special. <laughs> it was just amazing. You know yeah. what? I don't even remember that, Tommy, but I, I appreciate you bringing that up because, cause, you know, where we was at and, and you know, I could still sing acapella today, but that's a whole nother story. But but I don't even remember that, Tommy, to tell you the truth. But wow, wow. See, that's that's amazing. We're still on their stuff today. Yeah, but, but that... I have to tell you something, which is it just breaks my heart. I just love it. The fact that Bernadette, who was on the second cast, third cast, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Leon, are uh, 50 years later cooperating mm-hmm. on a music video, uh, DVD yeah. which is coming out next year. 50 yeah. years later, these kids are working together. Yeah, and yeah. I think that is just beautiful. It, it's all to do with the personality. It's all to do with... Uh, it's all to do with the I am actually, but mm. you can speak to that. Thank you. Like 50 years later, and we are, 
I mean, I feel like this really is family, you know, family. How many folks who are listening want to pick up the phone to talk with someone that they knew 50 years ago and rekindle those friendships because they are powerful. These folks knew my parents who are long past. They knew them. That is, that is a powerful, powerful memory for me and a powerful, meaningful thing. So they knew my family. They knew my mom. They knew my dad. You know, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Tom, you got a you got a comment here that you want to read up? Oh, sure. So I've been copy-pasting some of the comments from our Facebook stream. Uh, Dr. Joe, who will be on the 50th anniversary stream? So let me let me tell you. So the 50th anniversary is, is in two parts. So the first part, January 9th, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on GBH, which you can also get online. The original first show of the 1972 production of Zoom will be broadcast. Then on January 26th, which is a Wednesday night, is that at 7 o'clock? Yes. 7, right? 7 o'clock. Eastern. We are going to be interviewed by David Kemp, who actually had been a guest here on the Dr. Joe Show when he came out with his book. He'll be talking with Christopher Sarson, and then he will be talking with six of the seven first casters. We're trying to find John. John, if you're listening, please call in. Come be part of it because we miss you. We miss you. But that will be happening on the 26th. So on the 26th, you'll be hearing from all of us. And we'll all be talking with David Kemp. And I think he'll be asking us, who are you? What do you do? It's going to be fun. And what happened? (laughs) And what happened, right? Yeah, so that's, that's when. So listen in. Remember, guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you can still go to GBH.com and you'll be able to see the original Zoom show at any time. There'll, there'll be a link for it. Tom, another comment. And then, and then a follow-up to that. In yeah, early please. February, in early February, we'll be uh, having other members of the other cast uh, being interviewed in the same way as David Kemp will be uh, interviewing on on January the 26th. That's something we're still putting together, and we'll certainly let you know when it happens so that you can be able to talk to uh, the other Zoomers. Yes, and, and this is a really important part. Chris, I'm so glad you brought that up, because even though there was the first cast, it's one continuous group. You know, I, I, I don't want people to think that that it's the one group and then the next... It was it, it's seamless, it's continuous. And Christopher yeah. Sarson also deserves credit for that. Because he yeah. and I don't want to put words in mouth, but there was that vision. The the dilemma for the first cast was how do you get rid of some of us so that we can bring in a second cast? <laughs> and the solution was simple. It was just whoever was oldest, the four oldest kids. Uh so Tommy, myself, Nina, and John qualified. But after that, it was a seamless flow of new Zoomers integrating with the older ones, and the older ones left, and the new ones came in. Christopher was brilliant, totally brilliant. I, I, I think we had a little trouble getting rid of Joe, though, at that point. Yeah, probably. You're so yeah. <laughs> for this day, he's the only person who has his own uh, radio show. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. That's but true. Chris, Chris, let me tell you this. I'm glad you got rid of Joe. I, I 
<laughs> Kenny, you stayed on. That's right. Yeah, That's I stayed right. on. I was like, oh, yeah, get rid of him. <laughs> but, but look what Tommy's done. Staying in the arts. I mean, doing amazing things. Tommy, yeah. did you have a couple of things that you wanted to, like, show us there? I know that maybe our... our oh, our... you know what? I've got some... I got some Emmys. I got it work, but I brought them to the oh, show wow. because, you know, we, <laughs> it was so yeah. hard to get my hands on these things. I had to pull them off a plaque. Yeah. <laughs> this is some work. I, I worked on some documentaries at MIT, and we got local Emmys. Good Wonderful. Wonderful. Good for you. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to keep them right here next to me. And... <laughs> okay. We saw them, Tommy. Okay. Okay. You can put them it's great. Tom McCoy, could you just read the next thing? And let's let's ask Kenny and Tommy uh, to answer this particular question. We'll start sure. with Kenny. From Gregory ahead, Lundy. From Gregory. Great to see mm-hmm. all of you. Thanks for embracing your iconic show. Some former castmates might shy away from it. Question. Do you ever get recognized out in public? Thank you. Not lately, but I did. I did earlier on when I was, you know, looking a little. I was a little prettier back then and stuff, and you know, looking a little younger. Um, but but what I do get now to still today is the people that when I left Boston, I went to Falmouth, and they still my nickname was Zoom. My nickname was Zoom, and I still they still and I had popularity outside of my initial friends because of zoom so today now they don't they don't recognize me today Hmm. until until some of my family members will go yeah he was on and then they'll go oh uh, wait a minute you know and then but as far as walking on the street no tommy so (laughs) At work, they decided to have their virtu- their um, you know annual uh, meeting for the departments. Except this time, we're going to try something new. We're going to a virtual reality room, and you're going to be an avatar. And I think I came out as a woman. <laughs> uh, so you, so there's a you, you've got three layers. You can walk through. There's like a tiki bar and a meeting area and an office. Well, I'm walking around and I bump into somebody, and and they say. Uh, Tommy, I don't, you don't know me, but I remember you from the show. <laughs> I'm in a virtual reality environment. <laughs> Let me check. And there, there's Tommy. He's basically Tommy. in another world. <laughs> but, but what happens but when... You cannot escape. I can't escape. But what happens when people, when people find out, right, these days, when they find out, wait, you were on Zoom, Tommy. What, what's that like? It happens, right? Well, I think it's, uh, I, well, it's no secret. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I to some people, some people they they must learn about it that they've never realized it before. Yeah, yeah. Some some do, and then they they re- oh wow, I remember that. Uh, what was the other show? The uh, Factory or something that was on Infinity GTA Factory. Thing. Huh? Infinity Factory? Some something like that. I, yeah, I sounds right. What it was, but they they'll yeah they're oh wow you was on that and you know and then uh, then it's like oh wow that's crazy and you know so so yeah we're we're still out there. 
Infinity Factory was the first show that I produced after I left Zoom. Wow. That, that had been around for a long time. Let me tell you. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you about my, my mistaken identity. Um, parents were terrible. Uh, when we went to parties and things, they'd leave their kids out because the producer of Zoom is coming. They didn't want to see the producer. They wanted to see the kiddos. And this one kid was very uh, adamant. She said, uh, I'd like to know how you organize the show. She said, uh, I sent uh, a letter in with a, uh, a skit and it was never aired and I never heard from you. You know, what's going on? And I said, oh, I'm terribly sorry. You get 10,000 letters a week and it's very... And that was on a Saturday. The show that aired on Sunday had the letter that she had written on it. And I got a call from her saying, oh, thank you so much <laughs> the following day. Thank you so much for putting it on. So that's my mistake. So funny. That's great. Um, yeah. I think I have it. I have the answer, but it's I have the reverse of your answer, Joe, because I find Zoom everywhere. People talking about Zoom and Zoom pops up everywhere. Well, you know, I play in these punk bands and I was playing in Somerville, finish the show. Okay, the next band comes on. The girl singer gets up and, and says, I was we were playing Dirty Fanny Dooley on the way to the to the gig. <laughs> oh <laughs> and she I ran up to her afterwards. Hey, you know, I, I know you were making fun of me. <laughs> and she said, I had no I don't know anything about you and I didn't even know you were here. <laughs> oh, that's great. Great story. Yeah, Linda Bean party. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> Thank you. That's On the great. Chelsea curve. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, so Zoom has had an influence. Chris, I'm just curious, what's it like for you to realize the influence that you've had on so many people? It's Good question. Never ending. I'm learning more and more about the influence. And on the one hand, it's enormously, makes me enormously proud. And on the other, it makes me enormously humble because mm -hmm. it, right. I'm really lucky because I only thought of the idea. It's you guys that uh, made it happen. And it's you guys that uh, people remember. And it's you guys that people want to see and all that kind of thing. I had the idea, but you guys carried it out. And that's the wonderful thing that brings us uh, together. In, I'm in New Zealand at the moment and one of the wonderful words, the Maori language, is something that has been accepted now as a second language in New Zealand and uh, it's in all the podcasts and in all the news items you get Maori language thrown in and one of the words that they use is whānau W-H which is F in uh, Maori pronunciation F uh, W-H-A-N-A-U, Fano. Fano means family. And mm. the way that the New Zealand people use it is any group of people that come together. And mm. we are an epitome of a Fano. And it doesn't matter That's how true. many people are in it. And it doesn't, you know, we have the commonality. We have disagreements. We have the disagreements are made out. We have love yeah. for each other and it's it's we are a, a real fan it's true we were talking about um the possibility years ago that zoom was not going to get funding 
Christopher, could you start that story over again for our WATD audience? Sure. Um, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't tragic. It wasn't. There wasn't any time to be tragic. We just had to deal with it. And one of the ways we dealt with it was by putting Mora uh, on the screen. And she uh, said, "Hey, uh, next year we may not be funded. If you care, please send us your photograph, and we'll take it to Washington." And um, so. That week, we got 30,000 instead of 20,000, 30,000 letters uh, include, with these lovely little uh, uh, photographs in. And we put them on sheets of uh, wallpaper and rolled up the wallpaper, took it down to CPB and unrolled the wallpaper in front of the uh, offices where the executives had to come out to walk to the toilet or wherever they were going. And it was quite a sight to see them, you know, kind of trying not to step on their audience as, as they came over. Anyway, they did fund us, but we also got funding from McDonald's. And we got this call and we went to Chicago, having prepared a big book of exactly what Zoom was and how they'd really benefit by sponsoring us, uh, underwriting for us. And, um, uh, when we got there, the executives were all waiting for the chief executive to come in. The, so the chief executive came in, didn't even look at the book. He said, I love the show. He said, work it out with the financial people. And that kind of baffled us. But we talked to the financial people and got the money. And, you know, that was fine. After we'd been working with the McDonald's for a couple of uh, uh, years, I said uh, to him, why did you fund us so spontaneously? And he told me this story, which if only I could have programmed it, I would have loved to save us the trouble. He said, I wanted to do something good for McDonald's. And I asked my son what his favorite television show was. He said, Zoom. I said, hmm. what Zoom? He came up with the line, I wish I'd written. He said, Dad, if you could get home at a reasonable time, sometime during the week you could see it with me oh gosh i came home he said yeah. one day looked at zoom loved it and then you guys said you wanted money wow the power of children the power of children for our, our atd audience you, you can't quite see what we're posting on our um, live stream here but if you take a look you'll see a, a picture of christopher sarson the zoom kids uh, featuring Kenny down there, and then up in the corner, Tommy. Um, this is from an archive that Christopher has has honored me with holding on to, and we will be sharing that uh, somehow with everybody because it is a remarkable archive. Yeah, I don't so, have that one, so you need to send me that one. That's for sure. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank let you me, for putting that up, Tom. Let me point out, um, Tom, uh, something that you may not have noticed. If you look at my right hand, in between my two fingers, there is a cigarette. I gave up forty-five years ago, largely because of another swimmer called Anessa. She is now a doctor uh, in Chicago, in uh, Texas. She's now a doctor, but um, she was a doctor's uh, daughter and full of. You've got to stop smoking. I bought my cigarettes in cartons of 200 and inadvertently you know, I just kind of flipped one casually on my desk when I went out. And when I came back, 
she had got the other Zoomers in her cast to unwrap not just the boxes of cigarettes, but every single cigarette <laughs> in all those boxes. And there was a pile of cigarettes, of tobacco, and that kind of thing, with a letter that I'm going to look out and um, uh, bring. Uh, you don't have it at the moment. But it says, um, please, Christopher, we love you. Stop smoking. <laughs> oh, was that Anne? Yeah, that was Anne Nesson. Anne, who is, who is now a remarkable position with mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. nonprofit for one yeah. good turn. We've had mm-hmm. her on the show as well. Look what you've created, Christopher. Look what you've inspired. These, these young men and women who, who have done amazing things and continue to do amazing things. Right? I'm so glad you mentioned um, Leon and Bernadette about to come out with another album and, and doing One Good Turn. And, and Tommy, Tommy has a, a whole documentary about Zoom. You want to just talk about that for a moment? That's lovely. Um, I'd like to, but I don't even know where to start. I've been posting it up on YouTube uh, in in increments week after week. Um, I started with Zoom In, and I'm right now. It's the end of season one, and we are saying goodbye. Now, yeah. what happens next? Oh boy, mm. you'll have to you'll have to subscribe to my YouTube channel to find out. How do they do that, Tommy? What's your YouTube channel? Uh, I don't know what it is. It's under Thomas White. Okay, Thomas White. We'll search. find it. It's, yeah, the the um, series is called Thomas, Zoom Tommy. Lost and Found. Zoom Lost and Found, and it's yeah. fantastic. Oh. What a cliffhanger! What happens at the end of season one? Mm. Tom, we've got a, we've got a couple of uh, of other comments here. Um, let's go over to the one about uh, the second one of Rick Kelly's. There, sure. Rick asks, do any of the Zoom members who did not overlap stay in contact with each other, say from season one with season four? Oh, yes. The answer is unequivocally yes. We are called the Sarson 21. 21 people that Christopher Sarson directed, chose for the show, and we have stayed in touch with each other for this half century. So thank you, Rick, uh, for the question. But that's what we're talking about. You know, this is family. What was the what was the Maori word for it again? Fano. Fano. Yeah. Fano. Well, matter of fact, uh, let me just add to that. We've had reunions over the past oh, yeah. few years. So yeah, we stay in contact, that's for sure. And people from different castes come to the reunion. It's Mike Dean called me last night. He needed help with his Zoom. <laughs> I love it. So funny. I, I just wanted to just say that, you know, I'm curious how Zoom has influenced your lives, you know, Tommy and Kenny. I'll just tell you briefly how it's influenced mine. Um, the entire I am approach that, that Tom started with, that the Dr. Joe show is based on, that all of my psychiatry is based on, is absolutely traceable right back to Zoom. Because we started learning about each other through the lens of respect and value. And that led us to trust each other. And that small change had a huge influence. So we've got a few minutes left. I ask each of you the same questions that I ask all our guests. The I am, you know, has four domains, the home, the social, the biological, and the IC, how I see myself, how I think other people see me. 
Because they interact, a small change can have a big effect. So I'm going to ask you, Christopher, given all that we're talking about with Zoom and what it means, what small change can you recommend to the kids and the parents out there in general, and to anyone in general? What is Zoom message? What's a small change we can offer them? The thing that I would say, and this is absolutely spontaneous because I hadn't thought of the question until you just asked it, I would use the word listen. If you can listen instead of talk, which is exactly what we did on Zoom to the kids and that kind of thing, and the adults went along with that. If you can listen, you'll learn. Mm. Learning is much better than being taught. And you will... (laughs) I'm not very good at preaching, but uh, listen is, is my recommendation. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you. Kenny, what do you think? What's a small change that you can recommend to our audience? Open your mind. Yep. Which goes along with listen. Open your mind and don't be judgmental. One of the uh, the favorite things that I like about where I'm at right now is People will just wave at each other and say hi and blah, blah, and talk to you about stuff and this and that. And then what, what, and I'll say the biggest thing that Zoom did for me, and I tell people I'm crazy because, and I say that because I would just go up to somebody and go, okay, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Or especially in this area, if they were in a Patriots something or whatever, I'm going to go, what authorizes you to wear that Patriots, whatever it is. Okay. And then they'll talk to me, they'll laugh or whatever and talk to me. Oh, I just like the Patriots. I said, Oh no, you got to take that off because you, you're not born in new England or whatever and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So no, 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 no. And, and let me give you a quick example too. Cause when I flew up to Boston just recently, I got on the plane and the you know the stewardess was there i said um um hey can i drive can i drive and she looked at me she looked at me like it was crazy of course at first and she was like um mm, let me check so i i got, got on the plane and flew from here to uh new york and then when i got off the plane the pilot was coming out and i said i you know i asked to drive he said i said uh i want to drive and he said, you should ask. I said, I did. I pointed to the same stewardess on the way out. And she said, yeah, he has to drive. And the, the pilot just smiled and whatever. And I threw my hands up. And then I That's said, great. <laughs> and then I left. So um, that, if anything, Zoom has opened me up to, you know, I don't care who you are or whatever. I may get shot or something <laughs> one of these days because I mess with the wrong person. But I am... I used to be a little, you know, you know, a little close, closer or whatever. Now, oh no, oh no. Tommy, what about you? What small change? Well, I don't have any uh, super things to uh, offer people, but I got to say that that I missed you guys so much, and it's so great to be together with you all. And uh, Dr. Joe, um, I'm still, uh, I still count on you to uh, let them know what I can't articulate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, remember this, yeah, just for, just like the Zoom wraps. <laughs> or I will, Tommy. I will for you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just tell so me. I'll, I'll let them know. <laughs> well, that's that's a small Thanks. change. I lean, on, I lean on you guys. All right. 
You control no one, you influence everyone. You guys have had a huge influence on me. Thank you. Folks, tune in on Sunday night, but we'll see you back here at the Dr. Joe Show next week. Bye, everybody. Stretch the kindness, brush with